Hello, I am so pleased you are here and joining me for another episode of the Change and Evolve Letter. And it's another special issue, and I can hardly believe it, it's already issue number 40. When ideologies are more relevant than facts. I don't really know whether I should see the Green Party in Germany as a deluded cult or a terrorist organization. Basically, it doesn't matter because it has discredited and disqualified itself as a political party, at least in my eyes. But I am really doing a gross injustice to the other governing parties in the coalition because, let's face it, they're hardly better than the Green Party. Nevertheless, the Greens are so blinded by their ideologies that they now completely disregard facts. And their actions and lies must be considered grossly negligent. And I put it very, very politely here. I lost faith in politics, well, a long time ago. But what is happening now, in my personal opinion, borders on treason. I have said it before, and I do believe that some things are worth repeating. Elected politicians are public servants, so they are servants of the people and obliged to act in their interest. That politicians have always put their own interests first, it's nothing new, but that they completely and totally ignore or even trample on the interests of the people who elected them into office is, and I really can't put it any other way, treason. If you just look at it, we have a minister of economy who does not know what insolvency is, who hopes for a mild winter in an energy crisis, and who does not care whether the population is starving or freezing. We have a foreign minister who puts the welfare of the people of another country before the welfare of our own people, again and again, stating that publicly. We have a minister of health who is caught up in a, well, I can't find any other word, it's a COVID hysteria, and has been completely wrong in absolutely everything he has ever predicted. We have a criminal as chancellor whose only defence is memory lapses, and that seems to be enough because he's still in office. And this chancellor now, in the midst of an economic crisis, wants to start the extensive expansion of the chancellor's office for a current, currently estimated 777 million euros. And come on, we all know that some will at least triple. We have enough recent experience of taxpayers' money pits in, with the Berlin airport or the Elbphilharmonie in Hamburg, to name just a few. This government has truly lost all sense of proportion and all sense of reality. We hang the petty thieves and appoint the great ones to public office, Aesop. The German government is, I feel, a declaration of bankruptcy for everything Germany once stood for. The current government is not only ridiculous, 
but in my eyes also very dangerous. I don't even want to talk about the ever-increasing number of MPs, 736 by the way, in the German Bundestag, who are more and more often conspicuous by their absence and who are paid lavishly with taxpayers' money on a monthly basis, the so-called MPs' allowance of 10,012 euros and 89 cents. Well, as well, of course, as other allowances. Politics has obviously long since ceased to be about the good of the country. As long as there are no minimum requirements for politicians, things will not get better, but so much worse. In any profession, you need training to be allowed to even practice that profession. But this is obviously completely irrelevant in politics. Every school or university dropout enters politics without any qualification whatsoever. Well, apart from greed, turning a blind eye to reality, and the need to be utterly corrupt. In the past, people in Germany used to say, wer nichts wird, wird wird, which means, if you don't become anything, you become a pub owner. And I apologize here to all pub owners. Today, you have to change that saying because you've just become a politician. You are allowed to co-govern a country and drive it to certain ruin. And the worst thing is without having to bear any consequences whatsoever. If you put the federal government in charge of the Sahara Desert, in five years, there'd be a shortage of sand. Milton Friedman. I'm sure that there are people who go into politics with the right qualification and even the good intention of serving the country and its people. But I believe that the system is so broken that even these honorable people are either sucked into this broken system, forced to play along, or they're simply expelled from the club. If voting changed anything, they'd make it illegal. Emma Goldman. You don't really have to be particularly bright to realize that not only some things, but pretty much everything is going wrong here. There's a flaw in the system, and as always, the country's citizens are getting the bill. Unfortunately, they usually wake up too late. I find it shameful what our civil servants allow themselves to do, and I find it equally shameful that the majority of citizens put up with it. Then we have those nincompoops that call themselves climate activists, with nothing better to do than to stick themselves to the streets, not giving a shake of a rat's ass whether an ambulance is held up by them, and with these actions, putting people's lives at risk. Or they have the brilliant idea to proudly throw mashed potatoes at a Monet painting, shouting out that people are starving and freezing. You can watch the video here if you click on that link. They are so thick that they actually find it appropriate to throw with food, stating that people are starving while there are people out there who really do not know how to bring food to the table of their families. That is a generation that appears to be 
to be hopelessly misguided by the fame of the likes of Greta Thunberg, hoping for their own few minutes of fame and obviously not realising that they are simply criminals that should be prosecuted. What they are doing had nothing to do whatsoever with activism and everything with being destructive and criminal, stuck in an ideology while ignoring the facts. And on a side note, a few days ago, I received the following rather disturbing message from my phone provider, and I was flabbergasted. It's the following. Important note on the Nationwide Warning Day on 8th December 2022. The nationwide exercise to warn the population will take place from 11 a.m. The test alarm can be made directly on your mobile phone in addition to the radio, siren, etc., even without an installed warning app. We are informing you today so that you are prepared for this new type of alert. Further info, and here comes the website, your telecom. Well, one thing I know for sure is that my phone will be off on December 8th. I am absolutely disgusted by this invasive measure and I'm seriously considering getting rid of my phone or I'm thinking of getting an old push-button phone again. I am so tired of all of this and perhaps going off the grid is, at the end of the day, the only alternative. The things that this government is approving and promoting are not only invasive, but feel like an assault on personal rights. I have no idea if this is another German thing or if this is happening in other countries as well. Let me know. And my song of the day, I think it's a very fitting one. I chose this uh, cover version of Tears for Fears' song, Mad World, because we are definitely living in one of those. But to the beautiful things, the Spotify playlist holds all the songs of every change and of all letter ever published. Of course, Mad World is included in that one as well. So it's just one click away. Like it, share it, or just listen to wonderful music. And my poem of the day is one of the most, well, famous poems, political poems of the 20th century. It's Easter 1916, and it responds ambivalently to the events of the Easter Rising in Dublin in 1916, which saw political rebels attempt to oust the British and establish independent rule in Ireland. As W.B. Yeats's refrain has it, a terrible beauty is born. Easter 1916. I have met them at close of day, coming with vivid faces, from counter or desk among grey, 18th century houses. I have passed with a nod of the head or polite meaningless words, or have lingered a while and said polite meaningless words, and thought before I had done of a mocking tale or gibe to please a companion around the fire at the club, being certain that they and I but lived were motley as worn all changed, changed utterly. A terrible beauty is born. That woman's days were spent in ignorant goodwill, her nights in argument until her voice grew shrill. What voice more sweet than hers when, young and beautiful, 
she rode to Harriers. This man had kept a school and rode our winged horse. This other, his helper and friend, was coming into his force. He might have won fame in the end. So sensitive his nature seemed, so daring and sweet his thought, this other man I had dreamed, a drunken, vainglorious lout. He had done most bitter wrong to some who are near my heart, yet I number him in the song. He too has resigned his part. In the, in the casual comedy, he too has been changed in his turn, transformed utterly. A terrible beauty is born. Hearts with one purpose alone, through summer and winter seem enchanted to a stone to trouble the living stream. The horse that comes from the road, the rider, the birds that range, from cloud to tumbling cloud, minute by minute they change. A shadow of cloud on the stream changes minute by minute. A horse hoof slides on the brim, and a horse, horse splashes within it. The long-legged moor hens dive, and hens to moorcocks call. Minute by minute they live, the stones in the midst of all. Too long a sacrifice can make a stone of the heart. Oh, when made when may it suffice, that is heaven's part, our part. To murmur name upon name as a mother names her child. When sleep at last has come on limbs that had run wild. What is it but nightfall? No, no, not night, but death. Was it needless death after all? For England may keep faith for all that is done and said. We know their dream enough to know they dreamed and are dead. And what if excess of love bewildered them till they died? I write it out in a verse, Macdonough and Macbride, and Connolly and Piers, now and in time to be, whenever green is worn, are changed, changed utterly. A terrible beauty is born. And today's impression, um, well, I took this picture while driving my son back to Innsbruck in Austria. Well, actually, I, he was driving so I could take pictures. And um, it was just beautiful to see the mountains with their first snow. And as always, what's left to do is wishing you an amazing day wherever you are. And if you do enjoy my letter, share it, leave a comment, click the heart, or as always, just get in touch with me directly. I always look forward to hearing from you. Yours, Tanya.